my sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life and my head are on paper, this is the Smutlancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smutlancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 17. This week, I'm talking about why you should consider writing about more than just sex if you want writing to be your full-time career. This is your first time listening. Glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smutlancer podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at The Smutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by Blueberry, a podcasting hosting solution that makes podcasting affordable and easy. If you're thinking of creating audio content and want a hosting service and plugin that integrates with your website and offers great analytics, check out Blueberry. I use Blueberry for this podcast, the Loving BDSM podcast, and the Masturbation Monday podcast, and it's easy, affordable, and has great tech support. Use the code Kayla Lords, all one word, to get one month free to try it out. Again, that's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com and use code Kayla Lords for one month free. So this episode is strictly geared towards writers, but I could certainly see how a lot of this might translate into graphic art or other creative um, pursuits where you're offering your creative work as a service to another company. So obviously, this is the smut answer. We talk about writing about sex and getting paid to do it. And that's definitely my main intent here. Um, but I've been thinking and I've been having conversations with other sort of fellow smut lancers um, about, you know, simply wanting to earn money. Maybe you just want to earn more money. You don't necessarily have a full-time job, but you want more money in your income or you um, writing is your side hustle, but you want it to eventually be your full-time thing, or you want to make writing your side hustle and have it be something that you can, you have income that you can count on, right? So wherever, whatever your situation is, the this episode is for people who want to create content for other people who will pay them on a regular basis to perform that service. And... I would be lying to you if I said that all of my the money I make comes from sex writing. No, it does not. Now, after four years, it's 2018 as I'm recording, four years as a freelancer, about 90% of my income comes from writing about sex. The vast majority of it does for certain. Um, but I started out as what I call a vanilla freelancer. And when I say vanilla, I just mean anything that's not sexual. It's um, real estate, insurance, trucking, dentistry, um, law, which that's my latest sort of vanilla writing project. And that's terrifying because I know nothing about law. Um, and it, without it, it never would have occurred to me that I could move over into the sex and kink writing world for an income other than just sort of a thing I did because I enjoyed it. So the same can easily be said in reverse. You know you want to write about sex. It's something you love or something you're good at or just a passion or you want to be sort of a sex educator on some level. But you also want to earn money. I do not believe that if you sort of cross over and not abandon your sex writing, never that, but add vanilla writing to what you're doing. You're not selling out. You are expanding your horizons. You're making new contacts and you're getting 
much needed practice and some kind of potentially steady income. It might not be that much at first, but that's okay. Money is money. If it pays for your hosting and it pays for your coffee habit and it maybe it pays for your porn habit, then who cares as long as it's mostly legal, right? So this is especially true if what you want to do is become a full-time writer. The truth is, is that although there are a lot of writing opportunities um, in sex and adult brands, um, they are either the sort of constant hustle of constantly pitching your work, or it's a matter of educating brands to the importance of content written by somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about that is outsourced to somebody who can write it well. Um, a lot of companies have to keep it in-house because it's the least expensive thing to do. They don't have the budget yet to hire somebody and pay those fees. Some companies truly think that if they stick a set of naked boobs up on their website, that's all they've got to do. And in some cases, that really is all they need to do. Not every adult brand understands the value of content. Quite frankly, not every vanilla brand understands the value of content. But it does feel like a bigger uh, hurdle and a sort of a more uphill climb in the sex world. Not because the interest isn't there, but because we are not all organized in groups this way yet, not in the way that the, the vanilla world is. So if what you want ultimately is to be a writer and it's not that important what, what you're writing about or who you're writing for, then you're not just stuck waiting for opportunities in this, the world of sex content. You can absolutely branch out into vanilla writing you have um, skills that allow you to do that. So let me give you an example. My very first freelance writing gig was about real estate. Why? Because I had just spent seven years working for a real estate membership association. So I did not sell real estate. I did not list property. I did not help buyers. I was not part of the actual process of buying and selling real estate, but I knew just enough about it to one, make myself understood and two, to be dangerous. I would never buy my own house without a real estate professional to help me because of what I know. But I also knew what their uh, marketing uh, concerns were. I knew the audience they were trying to reach. I had marketable skills that when I said, hey, I'm a writer now, I could approach these professionals and say, here's what I know, here's how I know it. I, and I and I can write. And I quite frankly, you would be amazed at the people who do not ask for proof that you can write. In this case, my very first client was somebody who had worked with me at this association for the entire time I'd been there. She'd read the emails that I had written. She'd read the blog posts that I'd written. She'd read the articles that I'd written. I already had because of my job, I had proof that I could write. But once she hired me and I could use her as a reference, I had to get permission for that because I did, I was ghostwriting, so my name wasn't on any of it, but she was happy to be a reference for me. She was the first one. And from there I could prove to other real estate companies that look, I'm writing for this person and this is what it, what it looks like. So if you have a job out in the vanilla world doing things that have nothing to do with sex, but you know that industry or you know that audience or there, there are skills that you've got or an industry uh, knowledge that you've got, that can be a starting point. Um, I have heard a few of my uh, sort of smut lancer, sex righty friends who lament and I totally get this, the fact that they have all of this great experience in you know, planning events or writing stuff 
in the sex world, but they can't use it professionally in the vanilla side. They can't go to their boss and go, let me tell you how many events I've planned because they'd have to out themselves. So you might, and, and it sucks. And I totally get that because I, I understand a lot of my writing experience at first came from sex blogging and I could not use that to get jobs in the vanilla world. But you just need to get that first client who's like, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll pay you to do this, that's fine. And you might even take a slightly lower rate than you normally would because you don't have anything to show for it yet. But once you get that one, you can build off of that one and eventually negotiate a higher rate or move on from that client. Now, some people will say, well, I write about sex because I know sex or I write about sex because I can write about myself or my own personal experience. And that is absolutely a valid form of writing. Um, I Every time I write an article about sex, uh, well, not every time, probably 60% of the time, I'm basing it off of things I know personally. But you don't have to know a topic to be able to write about a topic. All you have to know is how to research. You have to know reading comprehension. You have to know how to look at a source and go, ooh, this looks like a sketchy source. I will not use information from this site. And, or look at a source and go, oh yeah, this is good. This is credible. They're citing authorities. They're saying things that sound familiar to me. This is not coming out of nowhere. Or I'm seeing multiple credible resources online say something similar. Okay, I feel like I can trust this. This is, this is something good and decent, right? So just to give you a, a sense, let me say it again. Uh, real estate, insurance, trucking, law, that, that one scares me, dentistry. These are all things I write about. I've never worked a day in my life in the trucking industry. I've never driven a big rig truck. I have no desire to drive a big rig truck. All I know about my dentist is that he makes me hold that funny thing in my mouth when they do the x-rays. And yet I write this content on a regular basis. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you. This is not my favorite content to write. It is stuff that's kind of boring to me. I, I'm looking for ways to eliminate that kind of writing from my work because of where I'm at at this point, okay? That's the only reason. It's not because there's anything wrong with the vanilla writing. It has made me a good living over the past four years. And I would be remiss if I acted like it was the, the thing that I'm embarrassed about. I'm not. That, there's some good money out there because in every single industry under the sun, there are websites who are desperate for content and those companies are willing to pay for it, okay? So if this truly is a very sort of narrow focus. This is not gonna be for everybody who might listen to this podcast, but if you are a writer and if you want it to eventually become something more than this thing that you haphazardly do, and if you make money this month, yay, but if not, oh no, and you sort of wonder how you can get some regular work going and some regular income, keep pushing at the sex writing, okay? Keep talking about how you write for sex for pay. Keep looking for sponsors for your website. Keep pitching articles on these very important topics. Do not stop that. You are doing something very valuable for the entire um, sex positive community and the sex writing community. The more we're out there pushing for these topics and speaking eloquently about them and sharing knowledge and educating people on topics that we know people desperately want to know more about sex, 
um, the more we can make progress in helping other companies see that, no, 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 I need a writer and I need to pay them good money. And I will hire somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. But in the meantime, while you're working on that, if you're trying to get out from your crappy day job or you really want to work for yourself, um, branch out into the vanilla world. There are a lot of opportunities. I will say it feels like there are more opportunities than in the sex writing world. And that is solely because when you compare the sex writing world to the rest of the world, sex is a huge, you know, portion of life, but percentage wise, it's, you've got a lot more ground to cover in the vanilla world. You've got a lot more topics to tackle. Think about what you know, think about the kinds of things you've worked in. Think about what you studied in college. If you're relatively new to the working world or you haven't worked in any one industry long enough to get a good solid base of knowledge. And if you do start with your industry knowledge, maybe you don't have writing you can show them, but if you can show years of experience working in the field and you go to a company and you say, hey, look, I'm a freelance writer and I'm offering my services and I can write your content for you. And here's why I can do that. And here's how I can do that. Then you might have an in without even having to show a writing sample. Offer a writing sample on the back end, you know, in your your personal time, write up a couple of sort of sample blog posts, not even necessarily about the industry, but it could be so that you can show that and go, look, here's a sample blog post um, and start earning money that way. Uh, finding opportunities to write, you have a lot of options. There are sites like Pro blogger that I found a couple of good temporary writing things uh, early on from problogger.com. Um, I hesitate f to do something like Upwork or guru.com or some of those others. You can certainly try there. Um, the problem with those is it's based on a bidding system, which means you're kind of doing a race to the bottom. Many companies are going to go with whoever the lowest paid. Uh, or the lowest bid option is whoever they've got to pay the least. Um, that's not good for anybody. I will uh, openly admit that I started a lot of my writing in content mills. Um, they have a bad rap at, for good reason. They tend to ask for a lot of work for very little pay. But one of my longest running private clients who this month, when this is May when I'm recording, I will um, make nearly $2,000 this month alone from work he has sent me, all of it vanilla, unfortunately. So my ratio won't be 90% this month, but it'll still be pretty good. 90% um, sex, I mean, it'll it'll be, it'll skew this month more heavily to vanilla. Um, I actually met him through a content mail. We, we broke the rules. You're not supposed to contact people directly, but he found me and he reached out to me and he hired me away and he's been the best, one of the best clients I've got so far. So it, yes, it's definitely, it's not perfect. You do a lot of work for not a lot of money, but you get a lot of practice. You do make some money. Um, you learn that you can write about anything and every once in a while you can snag a client away from them and then just never work for those, uh, those sites again. Um, but if you Google, you know, freelance writing, you know, finding work as freelance writer, a lot of sites are going to come up there. It, there's a huge need for freelance writers, especially in the vanilla world. Um, 
So you can find those opportunities, right? I really do recommend though, problogger.com. Um, it's a lot, it's a numbers game. So it's a lot of sending out, uh, responding to writing jobs that look like something you might feel like you could do or you could meet the criteria. Um, and you won't hear back from a lot of them. And in some cases, there was one, I sent it out, I sent out my response saying, here's what I've written, right? Or here's what I could do. Here's how I can meet your qualifications. And I didn't hear from anybody for two months. They got really behind. And then I got like a three month writing gig from them. There was one where I heard back immediately and I was one of a handful of, um, uh, applicants, candidates, uh, they did a Google Hangout, like Skype, something. We talked online um, for like an hour and I thought it went well. It was one of those kinds of things. I thought it was great. And then they picked somebody else. Um, so you still go through a fair amount of rejection, but there are jobs to be had out there and there are more jobs than there are people to fill them. Um, now, because we're talking about vanilla writing, you do have to think about how you're going to handle your name. So in your sex writing world, you're most likely working under a pseudonym. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. In the vanilla writing world, especially if you're going to use your previous career to um, sort of bolster your expertise in a specific industry or niche, then you're going to want to use your legal name. Um, there are people way more qualified than I am to talk about how they keep their sex writing and their vanilla lives completely separate. Girl on the net has it down to um, a science in a way that I cannot imagine. I personally could not do that, but it works for her. Um, some other people um, do fairly well, multiple devices, multiple computers, you know, diff you know, they keep everything truly separate. I don't do that. Um, I work off of one phone, I work off of one iPad, and I work off of one um, MacBook. But I use separate browsers for everything. I have two separate PayPals. So I um, bill my vanilla clients out of one PayPal and I bill my adult clients out of another PayPal. Um, I use my legal name solely with my vanilla clients. I use my sex writer name solely with my adult uh, clients. That does not mean that those adult clients sometimes don't need to know my real name. You know, and you fill out, um, I don't know what the equivalent is in the UK, but in the United States, you often fill out a W-9. Um, so you can get a 1099 at tax time, or they ask you to complete a contract and you need to put your legal name, whatever name you can legally sign a contract under. Um, so there are times that you do have to um, give out your legal name, even in the sex writing world. And then of course, invoicing can be um, uh, an issue. I use PayPal. It's not a perfect service. There's fees, there's all kinds of stuff, but it works and it's easy and it's sort of universally understood and accepted. So I just went with that. Um, and so I do keep those things separate and I have separate, G I use Gmail for my email. So I have separate Gmail accounts for my legal name for work my legal name for personal, and then my Kayla Lord's name, which, and then I have multiple other emails, but for that kind of stuff, I do that as well. So that means I, and I will log in on one Chrome browser um, as my legal name, my work 
ID and then I'll use a different Chrome browser and I'll log in um, as Kayla Lords and another one. And that can, going back and forth can get a little complicated, but my point is, is that it's feasible. You can keep these two halves of your life separate. Um, and the nice thing is when I'm doing vanilla work, I never have to worry about where I am or who's walking up behind me when I'm working, okay? It's one of those times I might be bored with the work itself, it might not be my favorite, but at least it's, I can take it out in public, I can let my kids see it. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm writing about, you know, going to the dentist today, it's fine. Um, so this isn't for everybody, even if you wanna be a full-time writer at some point or even just a part-time writer. Um, it's not something that will work for everybody. Um, some people really don't wanna write about the things that bore them. Um, that's cool, that's a totally legitimate thing, but it's been on my mind. I um, have a couple of clients who are starting to send me so much work, I can't keep up. That's a wonderful problem to have. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm slowly but surely sort of reaching out to writers that I know are good writers, solid writers who can work on deadline and can do all these things to say, hey, can I recommend you to this person? You know, they need a writer or they need somebody to help them with this project. I can't do it. Is it something you'd be interested in? And I realized when I had a conversation with somebody today who had very legitimate concerns of, oh my God, I don't know anything about that topic. And I had to say, I wouldn't know anything about that topic either if I wrote it. Um, you don't have to, you just know how, how, have to know how to work the Google. If you can work the Google and use reading comprehension skills, you will be fine. Because ultimately what a vanilla client wants is really no different than what a sex adult client wants. They want somebody who can put the information together in a way that's interesting and understandable by the average audience member, whoever their average reader or potential customer might be, who might be, and who can answer questions within their content. Meaning the topic of one post might answer one kind of common question that they would get, or it might talk about something that's important to their business, just one small thing, but strung out into a blog post. Um, it is not something that has to be scary or complicated. It does require sort of developing new skills, especially in research and um, getting really good at writing about things you don't really know. Yes, you will have crises of confidence in the beginning. I do with every new topic I take on. I now can take on real estate and not even blink. I can take on insurance companies, insurance agencies who sell multiple types of insurance and I don't blink. But man, when I got thrown law and trekking and um, dentistry, I, I blinked. I blinked hard. I procrastinated really hard on that one right up until just before the deadline because I wasn't sure I could do it. And then I reminded myself, I know how to work the Google. I can research and if I'm wrong, somebody will correct me and it will be okay. Most clients, the best clients I've worked with, they don't mind correcting you on the details. If you can write the content so it's interesting and readable and uses the keywords maybe that they want or hits on the topic that they want, they will happily teach you some of the ins and outs of their industry so that you explain it better. Absolutely happily. Um, it's the other part that they can't do. They can talk about the industry, they can't do the writing and that's what they need you for. So 
If this is something that is interesting to you, please reach out to me either on Twitter or by email or wherever. And you can reach out to me on my personal at Kayla Lords. Um, I'm there more often than I'm anywhere else anyway. Um, but feel free to reach out to me because if there is some interest in this, um, I will happily share a little bit more in other ways or talk one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I am trying to use what I've learned in the vanilla writing world to help it translate over into the sex writing world. And I have some ideas for content um, going forward to help people do those things. The things I've learned in the vanilla world, apply them to the adult writing world and go out and make some money. That That's the um, idea. But anybody who's interested in trying to be either a full-time freelance writer or somebody who does it part-time or um, just makes a regular income and you're um, curious about doing it in vanilla writing, uh, feel free to reach out. If I can help you, I will. Um, if you have questions, if you get part of the way there and you go, oh, I'm stuck, what do I do next? If I can help you, I'm happy to do it. So yeah, that's what I got for you this week. Um, I know it's not particularly sexy, but it is about money and sometimes it's okay if it's just about money. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at thesmutlancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening, and let's do this again next week.